Hey, y'all. You know when something ridiculous happens to you? Who is the first person that you want to call? Your best friend. Imagine that phone call as a podcast. And there you have it. The show Tell Me Why podcast. We're just two best friends chatting it up about the crazy things going on in our millennial life. We talk about anything ranging from the political climate to the latest beauty collab to the tea that's happening on Twitter. So join the conference call. We'll be waiting. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the So Tell Me Why podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Etanosa. And I'm with the other co-host, Charlie. And today we have another guest. We are just bringing the guest. Um, but this, pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Um, but this guest <laughs> is like near and dear to my heart. She's one of my good friends, um, Brianna Arps. And I could really just gush about her and all the amazingness that she is as a person. But I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let her introduce herself. So take it away, girl. <laughs> First of all, hey, thank you guys for having me i'm so excited um to be on your podcast again uh, my name is brianna arps and i i guess you can call me a multimedia editor slash brand fixer upper like that's just a fancy way of me saying that i help these brands get their shit together yes um but yeah that's that's who I am. That is, you guys, she is really downplaying herself. Like, who who says, like, she's a fixer? Just think about it. Like, let's think Olivia Pope, but, like, <laughs> social media. Like, that. For a brand. For a brand. Yes. That's who she is. She's mega out She has it handled. She has it handled, honey. <laughs> Hand- oh, God. Handled. She's being modest. But y- y'all, <laughs> y'all know how this show goes. We're going to start off with our So Tell Me Why moment. So, Charlene, do you have a So Tell Me Why moment? Yeah, so tell me why I am a little faded right oh. now. Because <laughs> she's faded, 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 faded. Oh, my. Let me tell you, I don't know how much. I'm, I've been mixing my own drinks in this quarantine, and I am feeling it. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to see. I'm going to try to keep it together, keep it professional. But I like I would like to, you know, just have that disclaimer out for right now. <laughs> this is a safe space. So Yes. No judgment. Yes. This is a safe space. This is an open space. Shoot. Well, thank you. Thank you. I feel safe. <laughs> um my so tell me why moment. Girl, let me let me tell you. Girl, so tell me why I have a dog for sale. Um, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is really Let me tell you, let me tell you. This dog of mine, Hero the Schnoodle, is on strike number two. So here's, <laughs> the, here's what happened. So strike number one was, okay, first of all, I've had this dog since November 2019. So what? December, January, February, March, April. Five months. Not even that long. And I was okay. I understand he's a puppy or whatever, but we have been together for too damn long for him to be doing so. <laughs> Strike one. I don't even know where I was. I swear I, I'm always in the shower when this happens. I came out of the shower and he had chewed my TV remote. Oh, geez. never in his life has he ever like taken an interest in my TV remote, but he really chewed through the power button, like the most important button on a remote, the power button, nothing else, not the Alexa button, the power button. I was pissed and so again I said y'all come and pick him up he is ready I will give you everything that he has 
strike two (laughs) strike two happened today and he I don't don't know where my wallet was my um, work ID fell out and he chewed through like a good quarter of it and mind you this is like an all like access type of ID like I need this to like get into my office or wherever I need to go on campus so it's kind of important and he just chewed through it he just, and so he, right now, he's actually on Facebook Marketplace for $1. Uh, oh, no. I <laughs> would. I'm just kidding. He's not on Facebook Marketplace. But <laughs> when he gets to strike three. $1. Give my baby at least $20. Right. Make some money. First of all, if yeah. I were trying to make money on him, he would easily cost more than $1,000. Okay. You know what? Design a dog. <laughs> Yeah, so he's on strike two. So hopefully he don't get to strike three because he's out. He's out at strike three. This poor baby. What, poor baby. Whatever. He's bored. Hell, he like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> this looks new and interesting. Hell, <laughs> let me see if I can eat. Like that's literally how dogs. I I think so and I'm just like how do I train him to not eat plastic like and I go out of my way to go buy him like plastic toys that he can just chew 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 on but he don't care like when I say I should take a picture of where he is right now he's got like one under his leg one under his stomach one under one paw he's not chewing any of them none of them that's how it be whatever it's fine it's fine okay girl what is your so tell me why moment I mean, I guess I'm having a so tell me why moment, and it's 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 similar to Charlene's uh, tell me why moment. Why the hell, y'all? I'm a last minute person, and it's something that I'm really trying my hardest to like get out of and grow out of as a grown adult. But even today, I was last minute, and it's not like I really have too much shit to do because again, we're in quarantine. Oh well, I mean, let me, this is an evergreen episode. It seems you know we might be listening to this in like July and be like, "What was that quarantine shit they were talking about?" So let me just remind folks: we are all locked down. We can't go nowhere because the coronavirus is causing people to have COVID nineteen mm-hmm. respiratory flu like disease or whatever. So anyway, with that being said. Uh, people need to drink mm. and so I went and went out to go get something to drink the liquor stores closed but so tell me why my ass found some wine I bought it took it home it was cheap whatever I'm looking at this damn bottle and it got the nerve to say wine product uh, do y'all know what a wine <laughs> product is I have no idea what this that is. shit is a whole six percent Alcohol, alcohol. This is juice with a tinge of something, some fermentation. Like this is a tinge of some wine and some water and some food coloring. Like what the hell? So tell me why I'm. Ah, We're gonna try again tomorrow. Though. That is too funny. I am so sorry. So well, if I just drink it really fast, I'm hoping that like it will like just yeah get a nice little combine. yeah just like. Just like throw it all the way back, like all the way. Like don't breathe, water. don't breathe. This is wine water. It tastes so bad, guys. So is that all you got? Did you get anything else? Listen, now, like the liquor store shut down a little bit early. Um, thank God it's still an essential business. Uh, we're gonna like <laughs> thank I said, we're God. Gonna tomorrow. I don't have any liquor in the house, which this is trash. 
Wow, this is the real time. This is sad. This is the real time to have some liquor in the house, okay? This calls it is for a essential, shot of tequila honey. a day. It is an essential. This is a shot of te- tequila. Girl, sorry. I can't even talk because I'm over here faded. Faded. What you drinking? What are you drinking? I, I started off with... Um, started off. Right. Started oh. off. We both were like, started <laughs> off. Damn, where are we going with this? All right. Well, I started with um, like a vodka lemonade. It was like a pink lemonade from Trader Joe's. So it was like low sugar. Um, and then now I'm drinking a nice Riesling from Sam's Club. I love Riesling. That's my new favorite wine. Yeah. I, I think it's because I've been drinking so much Moscato that I'm like, oh, this is too sweet. Let me go to something else in the Riesling. Girl, I was just telling you that. Like, I know. Moscato doesn't do it for me anymore. I know. I feel weird. I feel like I'm upgrading in life and I'm enjoying it. Yes. Moscato is like beginner. Yes. Wine. I say basic, basic. But anywho. Anywho, let's continue with this episode before we on here talking straight about wine. Right. <laughs> so this episode is called So Tell Me Why My Friend is Famous. Because she is. <laughs> hey. Okay. Okay. She's famous to us. <laughs> to us. She is famous right. to us. To us. To, and, and that's I all that matters, that. period. That's period. That's on period. That's what all that matters. Like when <laughs> I tell people, I'm like, yeah, did you know I have a famous friend? Yeah. Oh goodness! No, listen. You have made it in my eyes. Like, let me give the backstory to the people. So, Brianna is a social media maven. Okay, she is this like effortless presence and essence of a person, and she is drop dead gorgeous. She is one of those people. Like, if she decided she wanted to have neon blue hair today, everyone would be like, "Um, "I dyed my hair neon blue because Brianna Arps did." That is, that's. Yes, that is like when I think of you, that's what I think. I said, Oh, I want to shave my head because Brianna Arp shaved her head. Like, that is the essence. And so, Brianna was, you know, casually on Twitter. I don't even know if you were casually on Twitter or if you did this on purpose, but you were casually on Twitter and you're like, Ladies, drop your favorite uh, red lipstick picture. And Brianna is also known for these magnificent lipstick pics because, <laughs> first of all, let me let me interrupt because you have amazing lips. Thank no homo, you, girl. All, all homo, low mo, you know what? Show mo. I don't fucking care. Like you have great full lips. So then, like when you put lipstick on, girl, I said we might as all we might as well all just go to bed because you win. You win. <laughs> you have amazing lips. So then, when I saw the tweet, I said, "Oh my god!" Because you like perfectly. Because you know how some people, they'll put lipstick on and then you see, like, the outlines. Like, they don't really get the crisp lines of the lip. Girl, I don't ever see that. It's always crisp, pristine. It's always applied well. So, yeah. Look look her her up. up. Well, thanks. You are so welcome. But anyway, so we'll talk about that more at the end. But let's just say it blew up and it took off. But I need to rewind and tell y'all guys how this friendship started. So, me and Brianna met in college, which is funny because like we were both from St. Louis, right? Never right. met until right. we went to college. Um, Never. And we just kind of hit it off. It was one of those friendships that was just like, where did you guys meet? <laughs> I never, I've never, where? I don't even honestly. Brianna, you don't remember? How do you, you don't remember? You don't remember um, Mizzou yeah. Black Women's Initiative? Oh my God. <laughs> That's it. Because I'm just like, 
head, I'm just like, yeah, Etsy and I have just always been friends. Like, whatever. No, it was the Mizzou Black Women's Initiative. And like, oh, yes, because Drea was in yes, there. Yes, Sarah like, Snow. Yes. yes. We met yes. a lot of yes. people there. We did. <laughs> That's so man. And, you know, it was well intentioned, yes. but I don't know execution. Yes. Wise, but shout out to our alma mater, Mizzou. MIZ. Uh, MIZ. I really met like some of the best people. Yes. There, including yourself. Yes. Yeah. It was an interesting year because the year after, like, they had shut it down to revamp it, but we were all like, yeah, we got to go. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this is a great concept. We just need to execute a little bit better. But it was it was awesome and pulling people together yeah. and like yeah, we're fresh, yeah. right? So we wanna be in the mix, we wanna be in the know and meet new people and like I just to your point, it's wild that like we grew up in the same city and never really crossed Mm-mm. paths. Never did. I mean look, Charlene is in St. Louis too, so none of us crossed paths, but Right. Yeah. No. So that was interesting. But Ever since I had known Brianna, like, just her story and what she wanted to do in life, like, she always dreamed about going to New York. Like, New York was her end place. She was like, that's where I'm going. I don't know about all these other states and cities. They's whack. New York City is where it's at. (laughs) And, you know, I'm just, like, a small Missouri girl, like, okay, like, I don't know where I want to go. But, like, Brianna was always set on New York. And I loved that about you when I knew, like when I met you kind of thing, I was like, wow, she has such big dreams. So after college, she, what did you do? Moved to New York. Um, so tell us about like that transition from moving from like being a Missouri girl and then moving to the big city. Well, I mean, it was, it it was, it was crazy. Like in, in a nutshell, it was crazy because, you know, I had interned here, um the summer before my senior year our senior year of college and you know interning here versus living here two totally Mm -hmm. separate things two totally different things but I will say it did give me the kind of like edge that I needed to to finally make the move and you know after graduation um you know I graduated with my degree in journalism and you know New York City is the media capital so I was really super set on going back and I was really trying to figure it out, and I couldn't for the I couldn't for the life of me nail a job while also being in Missouri and then moving. So, you know, I talked to my mom about it, and I was like, "Mom, you know, it's getting really costly for me to keep flying back and forth on interviews and like doing job hunts and stuff. Like, I just need to get up there and then figure it out from there." And with the, by the grace of God, you know, I have. You know, I had some luck and I have a parent who was really supportive of my dreams and ambitions. And, you know, she put up five months of my rent and was like, here, you know, make it do what it do. You've got five months to do that. And if you don't, baby girl, you got to come back home. So within the first um, first few weeks of me being up here, um, living up here in my first little apartment in Bushwick, Brooklyn, um, I started the interview process for my job at Us Weekly. So, you know, it was just God's way of just telling me, like, you just got to get up here. You got to believe in me, believe in yourself, and I'm going to make it happen for you. So, you know, that was my first job out of college was at Us Weekly, which is housed, well, was formerly housed under the same parent company uh, as Rolling Stone. Mm. So it was like, wow, like, I'm in this awesome, iconic building where, you know, countless famous people have come in and out of these doors. Like, it was just a really great first job experience for really what it was. And, you know, that was 
when did I move? I moved July 4th weekend. So crazy ass yeah. move to New York City during July 4th weekend. But yeah, I was blessed to start my career out here that way. So moving though, I mean, totally different from the Midwest. Yeah. Um, People-wise, just hustle-wise, mentality-wise, like, no one gives a... I guess, okay, the biggest thing that I realized when I moved out here and, like, lived out here was no one gives a shit who you think you are. No one gives a shit what you did in college, what awards you got, what, what you know, who know who knew you, who, who knew what you were about. Like, no one gives a shit. Like, you come out here and New York's like, oh, that's cute, so what else do you have for me? And, you know, it really challenged me. Um, it really challenged my mindset. It challenged me to hustle harder and <clears throat> and to, to hustle to not be as good as this my last accomplishment. Yeah. You know, it made me want to um, kind of just push myself, right? Push myself in ways that, like, I hadn't before. Like, coming out here was a big thing, but it was like, it just wasn't enough to be here for me. I had to strive to make a name for myself out here I mean I'm and I'm I'm not where I want to be but um but you're getting there but you're getting there I mean yeah girl you're doing it like you're we're literally (laughs) not even old like we're like what 25 like you are literally so like far ahead you know what I mean you know you're right because I have moments where I have to sit down and you know I just said like you know you're as good as you're, you're, you know, trying to think past your latest accomplishment and stuff like that. But sometimes I have to just sit and think like, damn, I've done a lot of things. Like Us Weekly was my first job. You know, I've worked at Hudson. Give us back. Give us a receipt. Right. Give share us a your resume. That you've done. I'm dead. Tell us about it. So yeah, like I've worked at Essence in the marketing department. Period. I've also written some stories for Essence. Um, Boom. Us Sorry, I'm just giving you the sound <laughs> you effect know what? after you everything. Business Insider, Insider. Yes. Um, Refinery. Wow. Yes. Editor there. Not not even just wrote. She's like editor. Okay. Editor. (laughs) Editor. It was great, you know, and you know that was my Refinery Twenty Nine. If we're speaking about Refinery Twenty Nine, you know that was my dream job, and I and I landed that at 23 so it, it really put some things into perspective right and it really opened my eyes to just what else is out there and to not it's it's great to have all of these great brands and companies and stuff behind your name like don't get me wrong but at the end of the day like they're not you and you're not them and it's like I honestly always felt like God was pushing me and I believe in God over here like you know whoever your deity is if you oh yeah amen you, baby um you know for those who are listening but I always felt as though I was destined for something mm. bigger and it didn't necessarily mean bigger name bigger company bigger resume like I had to step out outside of that box of, of what society measures success under like, well within that box right and kind of start defining it for myself so I mean now these days I work for myself and wow it's a challenge um but it's a fun challenge and it's one that I wake up um confident about Uh, you know there's no one there to pull a rug from underneath me or you know I I just wake up with a renewed sense of passion and purpose knowing that like I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it to learn so that I can one day join the ranks of these companies and have my own so you know it's it's been a roller coaster ride but 
I'm I'm here. I'm here. Wow. We love that it. Just, we love we, it. Look, that just deserves a we round just, of woo, a round of applause. <laughs> Maybe make that you know, you know what? <laughs> right, but honestly though, I think that's so amazing because I think that there needs to be like there needs to be more black women in media in general because of the bias, you know, that's in just like storytelling and like every platform. So I think it's so amazing that you've done all that you've done at how old are you? Twenty five? Yes, girl. I'll be twenty six next month. Next month. So inspiring. It's so inspiring (laughs) because we need more people to like you know, move the culture forward and really like tell our stories with authenticity instead of, you know, like, because people just don't know us. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm just like really inspired by like more black women in media and you're becoming that, that girl, you know what I'm saying? Like those people that we look up to, like Kalana Barfield, Mm -hmm. those women, like things like that, Lindsay Peoples Wagner, like, Elaine Welter Roth, like all those women, like you're like you're up there with them, you know, moving the culture like forward. I'm like, you know, these are women. I these literally, are women I have tears. Me. I have tears. These are women <laughs> that inspire me because it's just like people don't understand, and people don't understand that Black women are literally the blueprint in culture and fashion and all of these things. So it's like to see like other Black women doing that, like. It's just so like I love it. It's so inspiring. Wow. Can I put a sound effect in here? Pew pew pew. pew Go pew, ahead. Pew. Yeah. That was beautiful. I love. I love. Yeah, like it's really humbling um, to have done some of the things that I've done, or like honestly, besides that, just to be in the room sometimes, mm-hmm. or just to see. I, you yeah. know, I've had to check my own privilege on on that so many times. Um, and it, it, to your point, it made, it makes me realize over and over again, every time I'm in a meeting or every time I'm invited somewhere or whatever, that there needs to be more of us. And, you know, you cannot rely on the four or five or whatever, you know, the, the big wigs that we're talking about. We can't just rely on just the four, five, six, seven, ten power mm-hmm. black women, right? We like right. everyone's experience is different. And it's like, you can also fall in the trap of like putting too much weight on some of the black women who are leading the culture and pushing the culture forward. Cause it's like, we want a myriad of voices. We want a myriad of experiences. We want a myriad of culture, you know, like all black cultures mm-hmm. want. Now we do have look now. I think sometimes collectively, especially when I'm scrolling on Twitter that we were all raised in the same damn household sometimes because of the <laughs> yeah. things that we all go through and tweet about. But, right. but at the same time, like, you know, like, those who are are black but they are also of african like descent and heritage and have their own unique perspectives hey, on things right like we need more that's of those our people voices, right there right <laughs> we need more we yes. need more of that and so i i you know when i'm in the room and i'm in, and i'm listening and i'm hearing or what even when i'm speaking like this is always something that's in the back of my head and so look you ain't going to just say it you got to be about it so Put a sister on, like, if you know someone and they're talented, you know, speak up for them. And that's what I've also tried to do, you know, throughout my career. I swear. I swear I only surround my people, surround myself with people who want to uplift. I love a supportive sis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because we... Yeah. Because what do you what have to you have to lose? Like, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. nothing. And it's like, once you stop thinking, like, uh, from the mindset of, like, loss 
and like ah crabs mm-hmm. in the barrel like oh I need to be the one who shines type shit it's like right like we're all gonna go so much further because like you know white folks that's how white folks be white folks <laughs> like, you know what I'm now saying? it is a verb <laughs> because they 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 white white yes white folks because and i'm you know what i'm actually start saying that shit because that's how they they put each other on like oh they do do. oh i have a daughter who's gonna graduate college she needs an opportunity or like they constantly steadily forever since the dawn of time since since forever they've been doing that shit and have been able to like reap the collective benefits of it meanwhile now we have been put at a disadvantage you know that hasn't been our fault (laughs) and okay okay all of the things that are going on today but with that being said we can still work more so together yeah right there's still some things that we can do together in our community to make sure that we are putting ourselves in a prime position to win you know right it's about working across that's something that Issa Rae said like because a lot of people want to work with people who are above them yeah but I think what and she said it was important to work with people who are at the same level as you working across so that you guys can build platforms rise together. together yeah yeah and I think that's what we need to work on instead of like wanting to be the mm-hmm. one black girl that shines that, you know, that cuts other, the other black girls. Let's, let's work across, let's work together so that we don't even need to be mm-hmm. up in this white establishment at right. some point in our right. life. Because, because we're we not trying to be white folk out here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. no white like white folk in, um, like, you know, like on some positive yeah. shit, like, you know, they, they they, you know what, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna even say it. I'm gonna just say it. We are the blueprint in a lot of ways, but the white folks also have laid down mm-hmm. some damn blueprints that we could go ahead and just adopt and finesse and make it better. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that's, that's, that's kind of what happens in corporate America and what's happening with millennials. And I hate that fucking word, but it's what's happening. It's like, okay, I'm gonna work for your company. I'm gonna learn everything that I need to do, and then I'm gonna dip into yeah. my own shit. And, you know, how, how great would that be to, like, bring 20 of your friends along with you who are just yes. as equally talented as you are? Like, how awesome Wow, that, that topic you know? is a whole nother podcast, to be honest. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. Oh, whole... oh, look, we have to bring you back podcast. on because, baby, like, we could talk for days. <laughs> we really could talk for days. Because like, I, have, yes. I have thoughts, like, you know what I mean? I have thoughts. But I really want to like hone in on your entrepreneurial spirit, entrepreneurial mindset, and like you just working for yourself. I don't want to dive too into it, but if you could give three pieces yeah. of advice for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, who wants to be a business owner, um, who wants to really just like build their own brand, what, what pieces of advice would you give them just starting out? Sure. I mean, the first thing that I... You know, and I might get this tattooed on me. This is how much I believe in it and think it's important is to fail mm-hmm. fast. The faster you fail, the quicker you get to a, a result, a solution that works, right? And, you know, failure is something that we've been conditioned to think is just, just horrible. But really, like, there's a lot of lessons that are that come from people's screw-ups, like professional ones, you know, non-professional lessons, whatever, but 
failing fast is important, especially if you want to be in the line of work that I'm primarily in, which, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm a marketer, right? Um, You know, I help brands come up with solutions to their, 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 their larger problems, whether that be making money or pushing out a product or whatever. Um, And how the hell are you going to get to, to opt to key optimization or prime optimization if you, if you're not comfortable just trying shit, like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing if it sticks, like fail fast, right? Learn from your lessons. and mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. I guess the other piece of advice I have is to check your fucking ego at the door. Um, check your ego. Um, and it's great because we're talking about creatives and we're talking about entrepreneurs and like all of us who are in this, who fall within this realm are, you know, we're special, we're a special breed, right? It takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of gusto to just do your own thing, right? But there's, right. It, it becomes problematic when you get stuck in your own bubble and you think that you're the smartest motherfucker in the room or you're not willing mm-hmm. to be receptive of anyone's feedback or be receptive of help, right? Like check your ego, um, and find you some mentors. Like, I guess that's my third piece of advice is finding mentors. And it all kind of really flows together. Um, I've been blessed to have several. Uh, and it isn't like in college, if, you, if you've if gone to college or even in any instance, right, where you're paired with someone and they're like, mentor, mentee, make it happen. Yeah. Like, no, these are real people right. who I have a relationship with, a working relationship with. Um, and when I say working, I'm not necessarily always talking about professional, but they're giving me something and I'm giving them something right back. Like mentorship is a twofold conversation. And once you find people who you can confide in and who um, want to pour into you and want to help harness your, harness your, um, your power as a entrepreneur or as a creative, like once you find those people, hold on to them and really listen to them and and value what they have to say to you. Um, and, and, and they'll go, you'll go further with others. Like, that's like my whole thing. Like you'll go further with others. Uh, you, you know, yeah, you can be an entrepreneur, but entrepreneurs need people too. They, they're vendors, mm-hmm. they're suppliers, they're buyers, they're customers. Like we all need each other. So right. I guess that's my top three pieces. I want to touch on the whole concept of mentorship. I actually, I've had a really hard time. Like I, to this day, I don't think I could honestly say, I think, I'm 25. No, shoot. I'm 26. Oh, baby. baby. Anyway, 26 years of my life, I feel like I just got someone that I would honestly claim as a mentor kind of thing. Um, do you think, cause, and I've, we, I think it was in our other podcast, we just posted um, that T, T, T was talking about how, um, Oh man, I forgot what she said. But anyway, it was just like, oh, she was saying that like there are some people who are her mentors that they don't even know that they're her mentors. So do you think like the mentorship relationship needs to be a known physical concrete theme or can you just have like, can role models be mentors as well? Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I think role models can be mentors, but like for me, it's like when I'm speaking of mentorship, it's like these are people that like know me Mm -hmm. they know me through and through like it takes some time to build a mentorship mentee whatever relationship Mm -hmm. like and when I say know me they don't just know the good shit and the accolades and the shit I post on Instagram they know my weaknesses 
They know that I'm a procrastinator. They know that I can become unmotivated at times. They know that, you know, they know all of the, the negative stuff too. And, w- and by honing that relationship, that one-on-one personal relationship, you know, not only are they able to call me out on my bullshit, but they're able to like best help me because they know me through and through and they know what I'm capable of and, and where they need to step in and how they need to help. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's like, there's that makes it, you know, easier to distinguish, but, but I definitely think that role models make for good men- mentors. It's just, you have to take the extra step on initiating the relationship. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like that's the difference between that. Hmm, great. I love that. I love that. Charlene, I know you had some questions for Brianna about specifically on branding. Yes. No, I just, because I, I get questions from people because they'll ask me like about just like growing their own digital platforms. And I think me and Etnosa are growing our digital platforms and we understand, you know, the hardships that are associated with starting something from the ground up. So I just wanted um, to ask you if you had like any advice for a person who is like what wants to be an influencer who wants to do things on the internet, but it's just so hard just like starting from nothing. Like what kind of tips would you offer them? Um, I guess, I mean, this is a really great topic um, because I feel like, especially now when we're, we have a lot of time on our hands, people want to start things and I'm really excited to see people starting things. Um, but the key to me, the first thing is, um, consistency is key, right? Like, so even before you even start mapping out your strategy and like, whatever, like if you're going to start, keep, keep, keep going. Right. And then you work as you go with strategy and figure out the other things, but you can't expect instant results, even though we live in an instant microwave kind of type of society. Like it just doesn't work. And, you know, if you, if you go into starting anything thinking like that, you're, you're setting yourself up. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you motherfucking think that LeBron James was like, mm-hmm. okay, granted, he's naturally talented. But we get, come with me with it. Come along this journey with me, right? You think that he was just satisfied or with, with you know, what he was doing, working out in the gym and, like, you know, being this whatever no he had to work to be a superstar like he had to work to get to where he is like he had to go and shoot in the gym you need to also bring your ass to the gym shoot with yourself at the gym first right and that means staying consistent with whatever your skill craft or trade is if you're if you want to be on the social media and you're just posting once a week why like no you need to really you know be consistent post every day like build your community and that leads me to my second point, and it's like, and I think I kind of wrote about this on Instagram actually yesterday, or the day before this recording, um, is that the key to building something on the internet, I mean, one of the keys, or several, is, you know, identifying a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different types of segments and niches out here that you can really, like, what the fuck, there's there's a soccer yeah. community. Like, remember those happy socks? Yeah. Those socks that Rob Kardashian, like, got it. Whatever, like, there's yeah. motherfuckers who collect socks. So there's a group of people that will collect socks. You best believe there's a group of people who will listen to your podcast, who will buy your lipstick, 
who will, you know, support you in any other shape, way, shape, or form that you ask them to. You just have to find them. And then once you find them and you start building the community that, that you know, you've always envisioned or that you think was missing, they'll come, you know? Um, and then once they do come, you keep celebrating each other. Celebrate what makes you different. Celebrate what makes you unique. Celebrate what, you know, why y'all most <laughs> like spouse. You know, like, celebrate one another, right? Like, and, and, and it just builds from there. It just grows from there. Like, that's literally what happened with my red lipstick Twitter situation. Yeah, perfect segue, because you know we were going to ask you about that. Yeah, like, so, I mean, that whole situation was just, it started tell us what happened tell us tell us what happened sure from start to finish we're in quarantine we're locked down and it's april now 2020 and this time last year i was actually gearing up for my first trip international trip i went to bali and actually, I was in Bali in April. Um, Ooh. So I'm like scrolling. You know, Bali is awesome. If you haven't gone, if you if you put it on your list, I want to go. Please put it on your list. It's a beautiful place. The people are amazing. Um, it changed my life, honestly. But anyway, so I was going through my camera roll. You know, because I'm like, yeah, I'm stuck in the house. Like, what the hell was I doing last year? Or just you know, scrolling, looking for a selfie to post because that's what we do. And I'm like, wow, this was so fun. And, you know, a lot of my Bali vacation pictures, I had red lipstick on. And I was like, you know what? Like, I love red lipstick. You know, I'm sure there's other women who love red lipstick. And we're kind of stuck in the house. Like, I hadn't really put on actual clothes in weeks, you know. So I just thought that this would be something that almost anyone could participate in. I mean, actually anyone, like women, men people who are not identifying as you know women or men whatever anyone can participate so I just plucked a selfie one of my favorite ones and I started this Twitter thread like you know asking people to share their photos with me because I'm just curious and nosy and bored and you know whatever and it just really took off from there like I you know a couple people did it the first few hours and then you know I kept retweeting and then I was commenting like it got to a point where I couldn't even like respond to people anymore because it was like so many people were doing it but you know I really wanted people to know that like hey sis I see you like you look bomb and you know it kind of just really took over from there. Wow. wow. It was just as simple as that. It was just as simple Period. as that. Let me tell you, from my perspective, like, you know, I'd be following you on Twitter. So I'd be like, oh, what Brianna doing today? <laughs> she looking cute. And I saw it and I posted my picture and I was just like, I, I haven't worn red lipstick in a long time kind of thing. Where is my favorite red lipstick? And what really got me, and this is when I knew my friend was famous, um, was when Facebook suggested this article of me, uh, of for me and stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, like, it didn't even say Brianna's name, mind you. Like, it was just like, oh, like, black women. I don't even think it said black women. It just said women are celebrating wearing red lipstick. And I was like, oh, that's so weird because Brianna just did this one thing. And I, I really thought I was trying to take your credit. That's why I really read it because I was like, no one's going to do that to <laughs> my friend <laughs> because we're going to have some words. I'm going to write a whole comment. I'm going to be on Yelp right now. Um, <laughs> And I like, not even to my surprise, but as I'm reading it and I'm like, wow, like, what does it start with? It was just like, yeah, women on Twitter are really showcasing their red lipstick pictures of red lipstick. And all of a sudden, Brianna, our picture shows up. 
<laughs> and what did I do? I screen, I shared it. I screened it. I sent it to Brianna. I said, when are you going to tell me you were famous? Da-da-da-da-da-da. And so, <laughs> and I was just like, that is so crazy. Like it's insane in the membrane. Insane it's in the membrane, literally. And I was just like, wow, like you have this genuity about you because like that is you like you know what I mean you really just wanted to showcase like I love red lipstick I love lipstick and you have always loved lipstick and all these people are like yes sis and then for somebody to be like wow look at all these people being celebrated uh it just warmed my heart it really just warmed my heart am I mad they didn't use my picture in the pool sure but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's. I'm so dead. It was, it was so great. Like, it, I mean, impression wise, it's you know, it's been it's been seen over a million times. Wow. And, you know, which that's so that's really crazy to me. Like, my phone was like kind of crashing, and like you know, I, like it's, Twitter just was like, okay, sis, sit down, because like I, I was really trying to just at least like everyone's photos. Cause you know I was really going through and looking and like getting writing these shade names down and like you know and for those who think that red lipstick is just red lipstick no there's dimensions to this shit like there's different yeah, tones okay so that's true let them know yeah I was in there and then Twitter was like okay sis we're blocking <sighs> you from liking tweets and we're blocking you from responding girl that's real fame that has never happened to me in my life <laughs> <laughs> it that is fame (laughs) it was fun fun. and you know it i mean to to the whole point about building community it's just that simple it's just yeah wow but speaking of like your influence and just you know a million people seeing things i know a couple months back you were on instagram and you were just i don't know if you if you were going through a hard time or you just thought like you know life was moving too fast for you and you're like i don't have any time to take care of myself but you kind of just went on this whole scene about documenting your self-care and just stunting your thoughts kind of theme. Um, and so, yeah, tell us about that and like how that progressed for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, well, like, bro, yeah, I mean, self-care has become this like buzzword that I'm afraid it's starting to lose some of its like true meaning. But for me in that moment, like you were talking about, like, I just, I just felt like I wasn't myself and I was like you know what there's some changes that I need to make in my life and chances are I'm not the only one who might be feeling this way so me just being me I love to share I'm pretty open I'll tell you anything you want to know I thought that I would take this quote-unquote self-care journey for 100 days and post about it on my Instagram stories and you know it shit got really real in some of the posts that I shared um, I actually stopped sharing mm-hmm. almost halfway through the um, story because uh, or the the challenge because you know at the same time I was also writing a column for a website called Career Contessa, so I wanted to save some of the content that was going to be on the column and then also still keep it real. But you know, it was fun. It was a really fun time. I really I, I shared everything from you know, from the financial monetary side of things on how I, you know, paid off like over $2,000 worth of debt. You know, I talked about the books that I was reading. I was talking about how I wasn't even eating enough, let alone drinking enough water. I finessed a skincare routine. So I really took a very holistic approach to Mm -hmm. self-care and really challenged people to think 
beyond what they might realize or recognize as self-care, you know? So it was super fun. Um, And I think everyone should do it. Like it's literally, especially while we're under quarantine, when we, when we don't really have shit to do, why not take care of yourself? Like, where can we find it if we want to look for your self-care like your 100 days of self-care where can we find sure. it sure um so i actually had it housed on my instagram account which is brianna arts just on instagram but i recently pulled it down <laughs> because shit started getting real um and people started comment is weird so i just pulled down but you can find the article the column on queercontessa.com um, and then you can just search my name and it'll pop up. That's my first piece for them. Um, and Brianna's B-R-I-A-N-N-A, last name A-R-P-S. And you can just search the site and boop, okay. it'll pop up. Wow, y'all heard it here. This is an exclusive. Exclusive! Pew, 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 pew! Pew, pew, pew! Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> pew, pew, pew! That's amazing. Pew, that's pew, really, that's that's truly <laughs> amazing. Um, I when I produce content, it I, I have this sometimes dilemma because it's like sometimes I produce content and then I backtrack immediately and I'm thinking like, oh, dang, like I could have properly like pitched this or I could have done something with this. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I just posted a picture today, um, which was hot fire. I was looking yeah um but it was like a full outfit like head to toe nasty gal kind of thing <laughs> and I think what sometimes discourages me like people are like oh, you look so great you look so this you know and like I understand my influence there but it's like I don't know if that brand recognizes my influence you know what I mean I think this day and age especially specifically with influencers it's like I've got to have like 18,000 followers for a brand to recognize that influence but it's like but I have 20 something 30 something comments on this with the 1700 followers like if we are looking at percentages and ratios that's amazing so for you like at what point do you think like wow like I could really use this as content for a brand or content for whatever you could have easily just kept on Instagram and been like here are my 100 days call it a day bye So yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I'm a writer, so I'm a journalist by trade. And, you know, after just doing it for so many days, I I decided to craft the pitch because I felt as though the story could reach and teach and benefit Mm -hmm. more than just my following. Um, And so I'm all for encouraging people to reach out to brands and cold email or try to find who the point person is. Like, I'm all for it. Um, but I kind of, I guess the conversation I want to have surrounding pitching or whatever Mm -hmm. is kind of on the flip side. Like one of the things that like, I think more people need to talk about is Mm -hmm. not everything needs to be monetized. Not every part of your life, not every hobby, not every whatever do you need to make a buck or a dime off of. And to be frank, I wasn't even, I wasn't paid for my column. You know, I wanted to do it because um, I wanted to do it, right? And, you know, and that's okay. It's okay to do things Mm -hmm. out of the love for it. And I think that sometimes Instagram or social media wants to take that away from us. And I've noticed that when you start relaxing a little bit and just really just putting out shit that you want to put out, Mm -hmm. that's when you attract the most genuine attention from brands and people alike, right? So... I don't know. I kind of just wanted to say that because, like, I don't think people think of it that way. Um, 
and people are smart right like like consumers are smart these days like tax like ad (laughs) ankle with nobody like you know, you want to align with the right type of people and the right types of brands. And if you're right. Else, Look, you you're right. Else will. <laughs> you hey. are so. And it definitely a black black owned brands will for sure. Like, which is another thing that I'm trying to get more into. Bro, that's a whole like I was really about to brands. open my mouth and go down a rabbit hole of how I feel about black owned brands and working with black owned brands and my sentiments with black owned brands kind of thing. But that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but I a whole nother Yes, I do ideas for days. Days. But no, that's that's really true. Like I think even with this podcast, like I think both me and Charlene, like, we started this because, like, we really enjoy talking, like, <laughs> yeah. a lot, like, yeah. so much. We really <laughs> enjoy lot. talking, and I think, like, we put out content that is useful, that's relatable, that's funny, and, like, oh, my gosh, it really warms my heart when someone's like, I was listening to it when I was on the treadmill, and I was just cracking up, and I was like, oh, yeah, yes, love to hear that, love to hear yes. that. But that is really awesome. And so, listen, we have been talking for forever, forever. Let's get to the juicy, juicy. Get that juicy, juicy. I eat that lunch. I hey. Two of the most, um, I, I don't want to say important, but two of the most exciting things that are very, that are happening in your life. One, your dating life we need to talk about because, you know, we got, oh, we got oh, stories, we got stories to oh, share. Oh, 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 oh. We got stories Let's to share. Talk about it. And maybe before we go into your dating life, you just cut off all your hair. Oh, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> and it looks bomb per usual. Like, you are, uh, again, one of those things like, oh, Brianna Arp shaved her head. I'm going to shave my head kind of things. <laughs> So, so what happened? Tell us, walk us through it. So, I mean, I'm no stranger to like what you said, cutting and changing my hair. Um, I've actually been, this is my second time, I guess, being bald. But I guess the difference between the first time and the second time is I was like kind of forced to do it the first time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever, we won't talk about that. But this time I'm like, you know what, again, fucking quarantine. Uh, niggas are in the house. Oops, I said the N word. I do that a lot sometimes. Sorry, guys. No, it's so, fine. It's um, fine. People be bored in the house, and those people <laughs> are inclusive of me. Um, and I just, you know, I have my hair cut. I had my hair cut and undercut, and then I had hair on top, and it was like shaped into this like edgy, cool bowl cut. What a lot of people don't know is was although I've been rocking that style for months, 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 months. Every time I had that style, it was sewing. Mm. so your girl's hair was lifting and I'm like I can't be in the house with this lifting hair like even if I'm in the house like this is just driving me nuts so I took my hair down and I had so much hair my hair was really long at the top like and I just am not one of those natural hair girls I can't do it like I just can't do my hair and it sounds trash but I just can't do it and I was, you know, just like, you know, I deep conditioned it. My hair was really pretty. Like, I fell in love with my curl pattern all over again. Hell, I saw it for the first time in about 29 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, shoot, this a curls is popping. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I want to just start over. So I went to Target, found some clippers. And I don't even think these were the right clippers. But whatever, they clip. So, right? Okay. 
Um, and I just shaved it off and it was the most exhilarating thing that I've done. Like, it was just so cool. Like y'all know in arts and crafts class, like the first thing you want to reach for are the scissors. Like, well, that was me. Maybe I'm just destructive. I don't know, but I like to cut up shit. So just cutting your hair off and like, just like, it's just so powerful. And it just, it's just. I really had no worries. I had no worries. And I actually just died. Ooh, yeah. So I'm very impatient. Uh, and I only got about a few specks on the top of my head and decided to go buy some box dye and dye them. But are you blonde? Are. Girl, Uh-oh. I, tried okay. <laughs> I tried to go blonde, guys. And uh, I'm like a light okay. red. Actually, it's like oh, not even light we like it's that. Actually, we like light. Red. It's really light, so it lifted enough. But you know, I'm kind of glad that I did this first because going straight in with the bleach yeah. is scary. Very scary. So yeah. I've lightened it enough. Like it's, it's. Not, I don't even want to say red, orange. It's just like it's light, right? It's actually my skin oh. color, pretty much. Um. I'm a okay. I'm a caramel kind of colored girl, so that's kind of what my hair is. And so when I do go in with the bleach in about a few weeks, because I don't want my scalp to fall off, um, okay. it will be weeks. So that's the end goal. You look I great with blonde. Hair. Okay, you look you look great yes, with blonde. You do. Thanks. Like being a black girl with blonde hair is so revolutionary. Still, it's a flex. It's a it's flex. A flex. Like. Like blondes really do have fun, y'all. I don't know about more fun because <laughs> I was lit before the blonde, but I'm having fun and it's just such a carefree color. It's an attitude, really. So okay. I can't wait to we be here for it. We will we'll like we'll like the picture. We'll like the picture. <laughs> okay, yeah. so last but topic. Sure last will. topic. Thanks, How's your baby life? What's going on? What's happening? What's the 411? What's the low? My What's happening? What's the manzies we got we got in the phone? Who's Who's sliding into the DMs? Dear God. Ha! Okay. So okay. dating is the ghetto. <laughs> um, and I will ex- like dating is the ghetto, but to make it ghetto, we all have to play our part. And I'm a little ghetto with it, so I will take okay. responsibility for that's real contributing to the mess that is dating as a 25, almost 26 year old in New York City. Um, the last yes. time I chatted with y'all ladies, I was dating a white guy. Um, who shall remain things have changed, but McDreamy, if you watch Grey's Anatomy, he was my McDreamy. And, okay, um, he was so damn dreamy, almost like I had to say, Uh-oh. bitch, wake up, like you know, you ain't about this life, so like. Oh, you wow. know, it just like we had some mm-hmm. differences that like I don't know if I could overcome them. But like it was great to say that I really took someone who was outside of my race like semi seriously. Even though my friends, other friends, you guys are my friends, but my other friends might beg to differ. Um, but right now mm-hmm. like it's like tricky. I'm like in love and I'm not with the person that yeah. I'm in love with, which is like weird. Uh, but they're also like my best friend. So it's like I have this awesome, amazing relationship with them. And, and it's just like it is what it is. Um, dating in the quarantine is interesting. Um, I don't know if y'all are on any dating apps, but I yeah. am on, on I'm like I've tried about all of them in my life. <laughs> I feel like this oh, is the lit. best time to date. It's a little lit. It's a little lit. It's a little lit. Right. A little lit. Okay. 
Because you can really get to this know is, that person. With this no is real life. Outside love is factors. blind. You are literally just getting to know that. <laughs> it's like, bro. I just was about to say that because it's like we well, receive we don't your photos, really know. but we don't really know. We don't know unless you're like on the Facetime yeah. or whatever, <laughs> uh, or whatever. <laughs> time involved that we got I don't know why I was trying to like expand it like we're not in lockdown but dating is cool like dating in New York City though let me tell you these men are something else like these men are something freaking else um intriguing a lot of them don't believe in like marriage but they love cohabitating or they love living okay. with their parents at like a million years of age and like trying to like add you to the party <laughs> like add you to the mix it's like no sir i do not want to <laughs> have a sleepover in your mom's house like no sir we won't no you cannot come back to my apartment no sir like it's fun though like i will say i'm living a very carefree wow. fun, fun sexually oh because yes. you know, like, it's, it's, it, and I don't even think it's taboo anymore. But like women, we love to have sex. Men love to have sex too, and it should be okay for us to be like, you right. <laughs> it should be okay as long as we're safe, right? Girl. As long as you're safe, but it's ain't like, nothing wrong, baby. I'm, I the one thing I will say I love about New York is no one really gets slut shamed or like whatever. <laughs> we be fucking. People are redundant. And it's okay. Like, we're all consistent. Mm-hmm. If you're a consistent wow. adult, live your life, sis. She said, ah, she be living it. She be living it. She be living it. She be living it. I mean, you're not as late. You be living. As of late, I have living. But, you know, I'm <laughs> under quarantine, still living quarantine. her best life. But, I love that. What What is going on in our dating lives? I don't want you to be out here high and Period. dry. And we not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I feel like I'm at this sir. weird position where please it's like I've been on a dating hiatus since I started it at the beginning of the year, but basically since last November, since my last little thing of a jigger. Oh God! Wait, I think I don't know because you were we were hanging out in <laughs> January and I was still kind of maybe talking to him, but I was probably like, he ain't shit. Blah, blah, blah. I haven't talked to him in this many t- weeks, but yeah, I definitely moved on from that. Um, and I've really been chilling. Um, oh my gosh. Hold on one second, guys. My dog decided he wants to dig in the couch again. This is strike three for my dog. Um, (laughs) oh, he's gone. He's on, he's on, he's on Facebook for a dollar now. It's just like chilling. Poor hero who? Poor hero who? Hero. Poor hero. I really oh, yeah. am. I really am. Um, but Poor hero. <laughs> they really aren't. You I know, lied to myself. I, well, you know, Hero's my one and only dog that I'll ever have in my life. So, um, I put up with him. But anyway, <laughs> I've been on this dating hiatus and just like getting to know myself, kind of thing. And like, I really made myself a promise that like I just jumped I into it. things way too fast in 2019. Like I was like, oh, a man likes me. Yes. So I have, I don't know how this man entered my life, but he has slowly entered my life and we've been talking and it's been great. And like, yeah, it's just a breath of fresh air. Like he does not even live in the state of Texas. Um, And Charlene knows this, but like he really, on paper, he really meets like all those 
superficial boxes that I have that, you know, worry me, like, got a great job. Well, okay. he's still in school. He's going to have a great job. Like, comes from a good family, like, tall, dark, smart, like, funny. You know what? <laughs> he's super funny. Because... I just, like, I really can't find any flaws. Like, he was telling me about cigarettes the other day, and I said, ooh, baby, don't tell me this, because I will end it with you. But, um, no, he he doesn't smoke. Occasionally. If it's offered. Sure. But, you know. That's what I'm saying. I said, I I didn't think people smoked anymore. me a cigarette. (laughs) Yeah, like, why does that ever happen? I mean, if you're I, smoking, I really assume people don't smoke. That's the thing. Maybe because I'm a non-smoker, but, like, it's so interesting to me. But, y'all, like, he is really great. And, like, the other day, you know when you be praying to God, sometimes you just be in the bed, like, on your pillow? Right, right. Well, I got a huge conviction the other day and really mm-hmm. got on my knees to pray about this one. I said... <laughs> oh! <laughs> Yeah. I said, Lord, please oh, don't take this bed away from me. Like, he is too good to be true. I said, I really can't have. Oh. <laughs> so, look, I don't know if he That's listens how you to the know podcast, it's real. but just know, <laughs> just know I. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. Oh, Exclusive. Well, you said it today. You, you said it here. Oh, no. I look, my heart is racing. I'm actually pacing as I say this because I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. But you know what? Are you thinking they're going to listen to this particular episode? No, possibly. Possibly. Like, you know those people that are like, oh, I never listened, but let me listen to this one. You'd be like, no. And she's famous, and he'll be like, Oh my gosh, let me go listen. I'm like, No, <laughs> oh lord, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that is my dating life in a nutshell. <laughs> I love Charlene, girl. Um, <laughs> I really thought that. Oh, wow okay I'm, I'm chilling you know what and that'd be like that yes it'd be like that it'd be like that mm-hmm. you're not gonna I'm tell us about uh living life. let me not expose you yeah, <laughs> what about you what about nope. your rotation i'd love to etsy knows something that we don't know okay there's nothing <laughs> well that no, was i really nothing, left this high and dry but okay <laughs> That's fine. That's There's, fine. Not everybody. I don't have anything It's okay. To cool, cool, like, cool. We'll, we'll jump on a call after this. Anywho. <laughs> well, let's end. We were usually do our rapid fire questions, but we've been on here for a, a day and a half. Uh, so we are going to end it here. But before we go, Brianna, please tell yeah. us how we can find you on social media. Yes. Um, so you guys can follow me at just Brianna Arps and it's spelled B-R-I-A-N-N-A-A-R-P-S on Instagram and on Twitter. If you find me on Facebook, <laughs> leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> leave that alone. Is- I'm dead. Leave that alone. <laughs> just Instagram <laughs> Twitter, please. You said, please do not <laughs> add me as a friend. I'm <laughs> dead. So funny. Well, thank you so much for being a guest I'm on the Stumptini so Wild Podcast.
Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. Yes, and make sure you guys are following us on all our social media platforms on Instagram at So Tell Me Why the Podcast, at Sharmasona for Charlene, and at Enhance the Individual for me. Um, you can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If you do listen, make sure you guys subscribe, comment, and rate us. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.